At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Live Bet Sunday is presented by BetMGM. Final hour of myself and Will Hill with you. You got a lot to get to in the next six, uh, 60. We were going down memory lane. Uh, somebody on Twitter chiming in. The betting across America days when we were opening up the studio out there uh, in Atlantic City. And uh, my actually Lombardi's first year with the network. And my first time ever being to Atlantic City when I got to go down there a few times. So uh, are you an Atlantic, are you an Atlantic, Atlantic City guy, Will Hill? No, I'm I'm a I'm on my couch guy, so I'm, I'm in Connecticut. Oh, okay. I don't get off the couch a, a whole lot, but uh, I, I'm going to go down there at some point, take advantage of the bonuses, and, and get in. And I guess I guess you know a lot of these guys do really well, just going state to state, getting bonus to bonus. And when they become legal, it's uh, it, it's not a bad strategy. I know some of these books have backed off some of the bonuses, but I'll, uh, I got to make my way out there at some point. I got to tell you, man, when I went out there, I went in November just this last year um, for work, and man, it is crazy the the bonuses like you're mentioning that you get what you get outside of just bonuses. So like the first, one of the ones that was, it was like three free months of NBA league pass for like a $5 bet, right? Like that's all you had to do is just throw down a $5 bet on anything. NBA wise, you get three free months of league pass. Like there are a ton of those offers as well. And I will always say one of the things it it is kind of dangerous sitting in the backseat of a car will being driven around, you know, cause I'm important like that. Um, I didn't have a car. But being able to fire up my phone and play like double double bonus poker on the phone while driving Oof. around, boy oh boy, I was ready to move to New Jersey right there, man. Yeah, it's uh, dangerous is the right word, man. <laughs> these uh, these online casinos. I'm not much of a cards guy, but yeah, dangerous is the right word. But yeah, th- these bonuses, uh, you know, never be too cool, never be too have too much money to to take advantage of some of the bonuses. Free is free and you know what, you can build your bankroll that way. It's a it's a good smart way to uh to increase your winnings. But here in Las Vegas you still gotta go to a brick and mortar and sign up with a pen and a paper. So maybe well, one day. Maybe one day. Uh, all right. Really quick updates, scores around the board. I wanted to hit really quick because we've been keeping track of the Genesis. And again, Rom is a, a prohibitive favorite. And we'll say, our, your guy Homa, he's making this interesting. Homa's two under for the day. Rom had actually birdied uh, on, I think it was two or three. Uh, actually, no, it was one. Excuse me. Bogeyed three. And so, as he had had at one point a three-stroke lead, that is down to a one-stroke lead now, Will, as Homa wow. has, uh, is two under for the day. Birdie's on one and three. And making this interesting, with plenty of golf left to play, Rom's lead is now only a one-stroke lead. A dude who at one point had reached minus 400 to win this thing. 
Yeah, that's what's dangerous about laying the minus 400s when, it, yeah, all right, the, you know, the, maddle, the, the model, the math say this, but hey, the, the pressure of winning, the Sunday pressure where the guy's on your heels uh, doesn't always probably take into that that into account. We've seen these guys fall apart. I, I know it's somebody who had uh, Mito Pereira in one of the majors last oh, year. I boy. guess there was a Netflix about uh, about some of the golfers where, where he popped up and one of my buddies texted me. He's like, do not watch the Netflix documentary. You'll get PTSD. So look, these guys can, uh, these guys can come apart quickly as we know. It doesn't matter how good you are. Yeah, I think that was the, uh, the PGA championship where on eight day he decides to go driver on 18 i remember what happened i just told you i remember what happened you and, and then he by hits by. this creek it was like yeah, this small know. you know what i mean and then man, i'm sorry i don't want to put i actually i think that was where because that ended up being the three-way it was him thomas and zalatoris and uh-huh. um i had zalatoris in that one and then thomas of course we know what happens but uh i'm with you buddy all right i had a heartbreak in that one too just not the yeah. same thing that you did because Mito Pereira was uh, a little bit more of a substantial underdog than I was on with, I think, you and humans like a couple days later, and, and the first thing humans asked me was about that. And then it was like NBA playoffs, so that we're going to talk some playoffs. Then he's like, the second question was like, so when you lost, how did you? I'm like, why did I come on? I don't need, I don't need this sort of harassment. <laughs> that uh, that's, sounds like humans. Sounds exactly like him. Uh, the other thing I wanted to update here outside of uh, just the gap shrinking for Rom and Homa, it is the fact that the, the big story, as we discussed earlier, Tiger Woods, and people will be keeping track of this. He is two over for the day. He is through 10. So right now he's one under, tied for 43rd so it was looking at potentially a top 25 top 20 sort of finish can still get there if he ends the um the back nine here strong but heading into the back nine he had bogeys on five and then back-to-back bogeys on eight and nine part 10 so we'll keep track of tiger's day because he did make the cut looked pretty good yesterday but ultimately uh, we are waiting to see where he's going to end up but right now tiger two over for the day all the way down tied for 43rd so do we know who he was matched up with in, in these uh, golf matchups? Because it was probably now. I mean, he won yesterday, but it would probably have been a good day to fade him playing four days in a row with with the condition he's in. I mean, it's easy to say it after the fact, but yeah. might have been a, a missed opportunity to play against him today. Well, it is, and it's a good point about you know when we were talking with um, with Rex earlier. Rex Hoggard was with us from the Golf Channel, and he brought up like Augusta might know the course well. But to your point about maybe fading him here in this fourth round, uh, Augusta is a uh, course which is pretty taxing on the body when you're talking about. You know, of navigating it through the course of four rounds. So even if he makes a cut, as you get into those later rounds, might be something worth looking at by the time we get to the majors. And again, what you're talking about here, at least, it does seem that there is some um, there is some weight to that because he is two over on the final day for him. So uh, some of these elongated appearances for Tiger might be on these fourth rounds worth looking at playing against him, but we'll see. And also, should note too, Will, before you get to your point too, I mean, this is on the front nine. So who knows what the back nine looks yeah. like for him? Plus all the public money, people wanting to root for him, you know, root on him to win. Those numbers get skewed where you get some uh, some pretty good, you know, odds, some pretty good value playing mm-hmm. the other way, just, you know, fading the public there. A couple of scores at the break here. First up, Ohio State-Purdue. Purdue is up 38-29 at the half over Ohio State here. Uh, in terms of some notable statistics coming out of the first half of play, Nothing really sticks out a ton when it comes to this, although I will say Ohio State having some trouble um, playing defense and not fouling. 13 fouls so far for Ohio State in that first half, not shooting the ball particularly well overall, and uh, Purdue taking advantage of at least a little bit when it comes to uh, their ability to rebound, especially as we talked about, right, on the offensive glass, seven offensive rebounds for Purdue through the first half, 21 overall, and outboarding uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes by 10. So we'll keep an update on that one, and we are just getting underway uh, you have action here, correct? NC State up 32-31 to 31 as we enter the second half of play between the Tar Heels and Wolfpack. I do. I got NC State. So this has been sort of a back-and-forth game. feels like NC State's had the lead pretty much throughout, but they haven't been able to pull away. I'm just watching sort of at the corner of my eye here. They've had a few threes rim out where could have pushed the lead to seven, could have pushed, pushed the lead to eight. North Carolina comes down the other end and uh, it ends up scoring. So one-point game just starting the second half. And I think we were talking off the air. The audience might enjoy your thoughts on Edie because you're a big NBA guy. And I'm curious, you know, Edie, it sounds like what, second-round pick? Do you think he has any sort of future in the NBA? Probably not. We were looking at uh... – I was looking at a big board. We brought this up like two or three weeks ago, right, Elliot? We were looking at, I think, ESPN's big board. They had him as like the 62nd ranked prospect or something like that. Um, there's just not, in today's NBA, there's just not really right. room for for a player uh, um, that plays his game. He could probably, I mean, there's a pretty good shot to go overseas and have a really good career and make a ton of yeah. money. But I think when it comes to like the NBA and the way that game has evolved here, I, I don't think that there's probably something where it would behoove him, I think, to come back for another year. He's got another year left, so 
come back, play for a team that's got a young core and there's in that guard room and actually maybe be just as good, if not maybe better next year if you're Purdue, right? Probably like the first pick in the draft back in like 1993, probably plays <laughs> for a, a decade, 12 years. It's just, man, the game has changed so much. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. But you're right. He probably is like a top 10 pick at the very least. <laughs> you just watch him. though. Like, look, he's a really good player. I won't take anything away. But you just watch yeah. him kind of lumber up and down the floor in some of these transition right. <laughs> these possessions. And you're like, yeah, you don't really see that playing when you get to the association. Um, a quick update for you, Will. And this ties into the game that's going to tip off in 52 minutes or so. I love I love reports like this because it tells us absolutely nothing, but I'll read it yeah. anyway. John Rothstein, source, Memphis Kendrick Davis. Okay. Officially, a game time decision for today. Nice. That was 30 minutes ago. Thanks for the update. Bet accordingly. <laughs> right. Really shine some light on this. <laughs> yeah. Really shine some light on what the scenario is going to be here for Kendrick Davis and uh, the Memphis Tigers. That is the uh, last big profile game or high profile game that we're waiting for. It's going to tip off at noon. My time out here, Houston, a, a very big favorite 15. And we're just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. Now we'll say when we were talking about this, I think at the beginning of the show it was about 14. So this number is continuing to climb. I would say that the market generally thinks that Kendrick Davis is not going to play here today. Well, after that definitive report, I mean, how could you how could you think otherwise? I mean, my, when my wife asked me if I'm going to do the dishes later, I'm going to say it's questionable, uh, you know, absolutely a game time decision. I mean, yeah, it's just a, a pretty uh, pretty useless report. Uh, like our guest said earlier, it's just it's hard to uh, Michael said earlier, it's hard to make a bet on this game when you don't know because uh, they had a hard time when he got hurt the other night. That I think it was nine turnovers in the last five minutes, mm-hmm. and they only got one shot off, one field goal attempt. They had a hard time. Uh, just not turning the ball over. And man, if you do that against Houston, uh, it, you're in for a long day. So I don't know how you make that bet without knowing. I'm sure they know by now. I mean, right. Yep. I, I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure they know by now. It's just some, some sort of gamesmanship trying to uh, keep it close to the vest. Well, we uh, do have a tight game in the American too. 71 all Cincinnati and UCF. I think, oh. uh, I believe Cincinnati does have possession here with 11.3 left to go in the second half. So uh, a tie game. See if Cincinnati can pull out a road win. I wanted to go to the Pac-12 really quickly because we do have, as I mentioned, it actually is a really busy college basketball Saturday or Sunday, but there's just not a lot of uh, high-profile contests that we're going to have today. But we do get an interesting one later. It's going to be 7 o'clock your time, Will. Oregon on the road against Washington State. Right now, Washington State will talk, uh, we'll say one, total of 134.5, this open pick overnight. Um, Oregon has not been playing particularly good basketball this season, has been floating around 500 in conference play, did find some continuity. It seemed they had won four out of five, but then they ran into UCLA, lost that game, then lost a hard one on the road in overtime to Washington. Now this is the second of three straight away games for the Ducks. What do you make of this matchup here against Washington State? They have a little bit more momentum themselves coming off of two consecutive wins, although they have yet to really show any consistency in Pac-12 play too. Yeah, these teams are close enough where I would just go with the home team. I would lean towards Washington State. These teams did play earlier in the season. It's right around Thanksgiving weekend. It's either last day of November or December 1st, so there's not too much you can gain from that when it's so long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, Oregon not playing well. Washington State won a couple in a row. Oregon's lost a couple in a row. Uh, these teams are close enough where give me the home team here. Has the potential to be a high-scoring one. Uh, Washington State, not the fastest team, but they take a lot of threes. Over 40% of their three-point attempts or of their field goal attempts come from beyond the arc so this has been a team that has been trying to make it rain cincinnati gets a win here it seems uh, on the road this is going to be final 73 71 as wow. that shot goes down and they're going to get this victory over ucf we'll come back we'll have more on college hoops as we close out this hour here on live on sunday At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. 
That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com. Check the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and bets are moving every single game. Betting splits page updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. You can see changes in all of the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits another way. VEASAN's here to make your smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits every game up at VEASAN.com. Let's go to the National Football League. Talk a little bit about uh, just everything from an offseason perspective. Uh, Mark Schofield, nice enough to give us some time. NFL writer, SB Nation. Mark Schofield up on Twitter is the handle. Mark, good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I wanted to start with, not that we, we, we talked a lot about Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. I wanted to talk about something we were having a conversation about about 15, 20 minutes ago. What, are the, what is the probability that the Chicago Bears here at the top of this draft are actually going to not consider this, but actually going to do it? Pull the trigger on trading, uh, trading away Justin Fields and actually going for Bryce Young as opposed to trading away the first overall pick? Well, it's a great question, and it's certainly one that's dominating the conversation right now because we all anticipate with the draft coming up that the Bears are going to do something with that first overall pick. And from where I sit... It is hard for me to imagine that they're going to move on from Justin Fields. My indication is they're going to trade down and accumulate more draft capital and perhaps do something similar to what the Philadelphia Eagles did last season, which is build around the quarterback that they have, but give themselves a potential out in next year's draft. While this is a very intriguing quarterback class, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, there's also intrigue about next year's class. And I think what the Bears can do is move down give themselves an extra pick in next year's first round, build around the quarterback position a little bit with what they have in terms of cap space in this offseason, as well as the draft capital they can accumulate, give Fields another year to sort of figure things out. And if it still isn't working the way they'd like, then they have the opportunity in next year's draft to say, go get a Caleb Williams, go get a Drake May, go get a Michael Penix Jr. That's kind of what the Eagles did this offseason. They built around Jalen Hurts, but they gave themselves that future first round pick with that trade with the New Orleans Saints. Now they have a top 10 pick from New Orleans and a quarterback that they really like in Jalen Hurts that got them to a Super Bowl. I think that's the path that the Bears go down. Now, who would come up to one? That's probably the next part of this question. There's a number of teams that could. Certainly Carolina is in the mix. 
Certainly the Indianapolis Colts are in the mix. Would the Houston Texans be willing to say, go up from two to one just to make sure they can get their guy? That's something we've seen teams do before. But I think Chicago, they're making some noise about saying, oh, maybe we'll trade fields. I think that's in part to drive the market for that first overall pick. But I think when all is said and done, they move back, give themselves an out for fields next year, but build around Jalen Justin uh, Fields this year. People love the draft. It's becoming bigger and bigger, and, and we're going to be there before you know it. The guy I think is going to be polarizing, and I really I don't know which side of the argument I come down on. We know we can get running backs anywhere in the draft. We just saw Pacheco with the Chiefs, a seventh-round pick. But Bijan Robinson at Texas ha- has a potential, I think, to be one of like, maybe the best running back in the league. Where do you think he goes? What would you put a, an over-under on his draft position and just sort of the league's position on Bijan Robinson? Yeah, well, it's a great question because we've seen the league in the past couple of years move away from the idea of the early round, early first round running back. Najee Harris, a couple of years ago, we saw him fall to the Steelers. You know, the Saquon Barkley decision a couple of years ago, certainly, you know, he had a great year this year. But you'd wonder how different that team would look if they had gone quarterback with that pick. And as you said, we're seeing teams be able to find later round picks at the running back position because it's a position where we've seen in recent years you can build the offensive line you can build at other positions and it has such a short shelf life are you willing to make that investment early in the first round i'd say you look at this draft order 10 is sort of the first spot you could see and come off the board would howie roseman be willing to draft a running back would that pick at 10 that they got from the New Orleans Saints? Or would he say, no, we're, we're gonna, we have another pick in the first round. We still like Bijan Robinson. Maybe we can come up a little bit to the back half of the first round with that pick they have at 30 and draft him there. Tampa Bay is another team to sort of watch, picking in the late teens. Obviously, they're going through a little bit of a transition with the post-Tom Brady world that they're living in. He's a fantastically talented running back. What he does in the run game, what he does in the passing game, Texas used him as a receiver at times. You can find examples of him running post routes, running downfield routes. He certainly fits with what the league is trending towards at the running back position. But because of the shelf life, because of the injury concerns, because of the way that the league overall is looking at the running back position, it's hard for me, as talented as he is, to see him coming off any earlier than, say, the Eagles at 10. So, Mark, you know, when we get to the draft season, one of my favorite things is like when we get information about players, right? And like we, like as a whole, it's new information to us potentially. But I feel like NFL teams have a good sense of what these teams, these guys are for measurables. I bring this up because like Bryce Young, for example, I feel like in the days leading up to the combine and when we get, get his official measurements, there's going to be a lot more, and there has been already, rumblings about his size, right? The, slight, the, the slightness in terms of the weight, his height. Is that really going to change teams' minds when it comes to Bryce Young? Are we going to start to get this momentum like we usually see with top prospects? Like, look out, teams are turned off by his lack of size. Like, this is, isn't this a known factor already? I think in some sense it's a known factor, but teams want that hard number, and I think this is why, Jonathan. Is he an outlier or the outlier? Because yeah. if he comes in, say, 5'10", 5'11", 205, maybe 198 or something like that, that's sort of the Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. Teams are going to be comfortable with that. If That makes him an outlier, but teams have been willing in recent years to draft a player of that size first overall. If he comes in at, say, 5'8", 170, that makes him the outlier at the quarterback position. That's sort of the old school slot receiver size that we've seen in years past, even though the league's trended towards more size of the slot receiver position. If he comes in with those kinds of numbers, that certainly changes the conversation. I think the film work is done on field. What he does at the quarterback position is QB one type stuff. But if you're going to say trade up to the first overall spot, you know, if, if you're Chris Ballard, for example, you want to come up and get a quarterback. Are you going to make that kind of draft capital investment, perhaps mortgage your future around a quarterback that's just an outlier and sort of the line of the Kyler Murrays and Baker Mayfields of the world, or a guy that is the outlier, something we haven't seen at the position recently, somebody more in the lines of, say, Doug Flutie. That's a big risk. And I remind people all the time, the men and women in the buildings making these decisions, they have mortgages to pay. They have bills to pay. They don't want to get fired. You come up for an outlier, say, in the Kyler Murray mold, that's one thing. You come up for a guy that we haven't seen in a long time and it doesn't work out, that's something that ends up costing you your job if it doesn't. And so that measurement at the combine is going to be big for Bryce Young. My sense with Lamar and the Ravens is that it's not salvageable, that eventually Lamar moves on, whether it's this year or next year. How do you think this whole situation with with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens plays out here? 
Well, I'm in line with you right now. Earlier this year, look, I'm in the Maryland area. I have people coming up to me at the bus stop when we wait for the kids to get picked up in the morning. I have family friends that are Ravens fans. They keep asking me, Mark, what's going to happen with Lamar? I thought that they were going to get a long-term deal done. I thought both from Lamar's position, from the Ravens' position, the way they've built this offense around his skill set, that they were going to find a way to get this done. But the more this drags on, the more the reporting that is coming out saying that there may be $100 million apart between team and player makes me think that this is, like you said, not salvageable. Maybe they do sort of a, a franchise type one-year deal to sort of keep him there, buy them some time a little bit. But it does seem like this is headed towards sort of a separation between the two. I mean, like I said, weeks ago, I was saying, months ago, I was saying, this is going to get done. It seems like the more this drags on, the two camps are very far apart. It's not going to get done. Now, maybe the new offensive coordinator changes thinking a little bit. Maybe you know there was some reporting that Lamar felt that the offense was getting a little stagnant and perhaps a new vision, new approach might sort of soften the terms a little bit. But it seems like this is headed towards a, a fracture sooner rather than later. So if that is the case, first two-part question in the last two minutes here, uh, what does a package for Lamar Jackson look like if there's a trade deal done? And who's at the top of the list? I got to talk to Jason LaCanfora here on the network earlier in the week. He threw at Atlanta. Yeah, Jonathan, that's that's the team that seems to be coming to mind, right? Because, you know, Desmond Ritter showed some flashes with what he did late in the season with the starts that he got. But I think if you're Atlanta, you have an offense in their system, in their environment right now under Arthur Smith that could be very conducive to Lamar Jackson. Now, that would certainly start with eight. I think you'd have a future first round, maybe two future first rounds. It's kind of what you're thinking for Lamar Jackson there. But Atlanta seems to be the team, Jonathan, that in addition to Jason Lockett Forrest report, and there's other rumblings as well, that that's a team that feels that, look, they might get priced out of this quarterback sweepstakes, the top four. Maybe they aren't totally sold on Desmond Ritter, a third-round pick. And if you have an opportunity to pick up Lamar Jackson via a trade, it's worth it, especially if you're priced out of the first four quarterbacks in this draft class because of where you're sitting and the cost it might come to come up. Lamar Jackson is a pretty nice sort of consolation prize, to use that phrase, even though he's a well-established quarterback, MVP. I think he's somebody who can build an offense around. And I think in Arthur Smith's offense, it would be almost an ideal fit for Lamar Jackson. Mark Schofield, you can follow him on Twitter, at Mark Schofield, NFL writer, SB Nation. Mark, it's good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much for the time. Thanks so much, my friends. Have a great rest of the day. Yep, you too, See man. You, Mark. Great Appreciate job. It. Thanks. All right, we're keeping track of this. Now Now we got some drama. Now I'm in. Now we're going to be keeping track of what's happening with Rom and Homa the rest of the way. Uh, Rom's got a pretty long putt for birdie, so he's setting himself relatively well. But this is what our eyes are going to be on now. As we uh, go through the rest of the show, and of course, the rest of Live Bet Sunday, we'll have their eyes on the final round of the Genesis Invitational for everybody out there to keep a track of the action. So we'll have our eyes there. We'll have more on some of the NFL news around uh, that we have seen and heard more on the trade rumors, potentially, and some of the best bets that we have lined up for later in the day in college hoops and maybe in other sports. I think you're a big Daytona guy, right? You get some picks out of you, Will? Come on. See you. Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, VSEN experts got you. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber. It's an introductory offer of only $9.99. And you get a lot of stuff. How about our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSEN betting guides for the biggest games of the season and events, and more. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VSEN.com slash subscribe today. Sign up. $9.99 gets you in. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Status quo over at the Genesis. We got pars for both of our guys at the top of the leaderboard. John Rahm through five, even and 15 under. Homa through four. I actually just got through five right now, a par for him too, at 14 under and two under for the day. So for those who had been with us uh, or not with us a little bit earlier in the day and just driving around the country or watching at home, just tuning into the sports day, uh, John Rahm at one point today was a $4 favorite, minus 400. He's down to minus 175 to win this thing over Max Homa. Pretty much a two-horse race here. Patrick Cantlay's through six. He's two under for the day, but three strokes back of Rom, two strokes back of Homa. Not unheard of that him or Mitchell, who is also at 12 under Will, uh, could come back and maybe win this thing. Um, but at this point right now, you're debating on whether or not Homa or Rom are going to be able to pull this thing out with uh, Rom again, the near $2 favorite. 
Well, whoever's going to win this golf tournament is going to have to shoot a lot better than my NC State Wolfpack right now. They cannot hit the broadside of a barn. So keep an eye on that. I think they've cut it to three. So fun day. Uh, should, should be a fun finish in the golf. Got some college basketball. So uh, fun day here as we uh, approach the tournament and conference tournament week. We also do have the All-Star game. You were asking me this yes. during the break. The NBA All-Star game is today. And uh, whether or not I was going to bet on the All-Star Game MVP. Oh, how about this? This was just added. Okay, this is a fun market. Here we go. So today what they're doing, for those who are not familiar, is they're going schoolyard style, right? So they're going to actually pick their teams today, which is incredible that they have Team LeBron favored because we don't really know that's going to work, I guess. I don't know. Um, they They just posted this up. Which starter will be selected first for the NBA All-Star Game draft? They are picking Ooh. reserves first. So if you're betting into this market, just realize that, you know, when you have a bench guy getting picked and you're like, why is Tyrese Halliburton getting selected? Like, no, it's not. The, it's the reserves, because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, are getting picked first. So with that, Will Hill, Luka Doncic, a plus 145, Kyrie Irving at plus 260, how great would it be? Dude, if LeBron gets the first pick, he's totally going passive-aggressive, like signed to the Lakers, drafting Kyrie. Is he not? Absolutely. That's a total LeBron move. <laughs> little bad as eyelashes for Kyrie in terms of free agency. We, we've seen him do that in the past where I think it was 2018 into 19. He picked every one of his picks was like uh, an impending free agent or something like that or, or guys that were linked to the Lakers. So absolutely Kyrie at plus 260. That sounds like a bet to me. Yeah, I, I don't think there's really I think he should be the favorite. Like that's totally right. going to be what he's going to do if LeBron gets and the he's first picking pick. first. I I, I don't know. I have to. I'm going to look right now to see, or maybe Elliot, if you could find out how they're deciding if they're going to flip a coin or whatever it is. But I'll tell you that if it's a coin flip and they, if LeBron wins it, the market should erupt. This should go to like Kyrie Irving minus 500. Tell you that and much. What books offering that? Uh, we got DraftKings. I think that's all. Yeah, DraftKings offering that right now. Interesting. It's going to be a fun one. Do they have any other like last last player to be picked? Anything like that? No, nothing yet. I would say that if that was up there, Joel Embiid might be there because uh, he's a little banged up. Ooh. Oh, okay. Thank you. LeBron was a lead vote getter. So he is going to pick first Kyrie Irving. I'm I'm doing it right now. Kyrie Irving. Uh, It's supposed to show you these books. If you build it, they will come. You put up some market and then, oh, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to bet on this. Then you say, you know what? It becomes a a fun thought exercise, a fun little bet to have. Not that you go crazy with it, but that's a a fun one. Let's go. Limit play. Kyrie Irving, first pick, the first starter selected in the All-Star. What's the max they take on something like that? 20 bucks. Right? Like, it's not that much. Uh, All right. All-Star Game MVP. You want to take a stab? I got nothing. There's no handicap here. There is. You're looking at the plus price, and you're going, let's have some fun with this thing, and let's bet. I don't don't even know. I guess we we can go with the narratives, right? We could go with, like, for Uh, example, Lowry Markinen, 35 to 1, uh, playing in Utah. You can go with... I don't know, Damian Lillard. I mean, he's got he's nearby, right? The Weber State deal and the connection okay. there. Maybe that's going to be something you want to look at, right? I th- I think last year I picked Luca like nine, ten to one. Figure, look, he's as skilled as anybody offensively. It's a game where they just stand around and watch each other score. So why not pick Luca? But Luca didn't seem too invested in the game last year. That's another thing. Like, not all these guys take it as seriously as everybody else. So Luca didn't seem too into it. Um, uh, who's the favorite? LeBron's the favorite. Yeah, like LeBron plus, plus five fifty like or four fifty, and then like uh, Damian Lillard after him, Joel Embiid after him, and then what? Lucas plus eight fifty, something like that. Yeah. I, I don't really see a lot. Mitchell moved up, I, I guess, because Mitchell used to play for Utah. People thought that he could, uh, you know, he could win this award. I saw some pe- some people betting him thirteen, fourteen to one, but now he's six to one. I wouldn't be betting Mitchell six to one. I don't know that because he's a former Jazz player. That makes a lot of sense. I'll. Uh, I'll go back to Luca just because of his skill. You know, it's not a terrible price. Eight, eight plus eight fifty nine to one. I'll I'll uh, I'll go Luca here. It's all with this. Nothing crazy. This is all what it's about right now at this point. Uh, from Luka Doncic and from Legion Hoops up on Twitter. Luka Doncic on what he's looking forward to in his fourth All Star game. This is a great quote. I think we have an idea of what we're going to get from Luka Doncic. Quote: Sunday when I fly to Mexico. Okay, maybe that. Maybe I should save my money on the plus eight fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man! See, like that's the that's the whole thing. It's you generally get an idea of the guys who like really are coming into this to try to prove something. I get the sense that right. Damian Lillard might be taking this pretty seriously, right? Like the Weaver State jersey and like all that kind of stuff. Like the odd connection to the area, you might want to go with with the uh, with. I always forget, I always mix this up. It's Dame Dalla, right? Okay, I always mix that up. 
I always I go dollar it was Dame first. time. I didn't know about Dame Dame Dollar. Oh, yeah, you should look was, up. Dame okay. Dollar is actually there's a long and storied history of athletes who think that they can rap. Uh, I would say that Damian Lillard is at the top of the list of athletes who think they can rap and actually kind of can. Um, okay. He's actually pretty solid. But yes, uh, Dame, I would think, it seems, is taking this very seriously. And as I threw out yesterday, uh, not in all seriousness, but I'll do it just to have some fun, betting under 326 and a half. Can't wait to do it. That'll be a fun one. We need a JVT game to just watch you sit there and watch him dunk after dunk after dunk as you're calculating the points in your head. That'll be a well. That'll be a lot of fun. I'll just say this: it's not going to be one that I'm exactly like calculating on a possession to possession basis. It'll be one where I put it on the screen with no sound, and then every once in a while I'll look up and go, "Oh, uh, this thing's going to get to like 425 points," and I'm not going to have a prayer here. So that's that's certainly in the car. That's certainly on the table. That's not <laughs> you can't rule it out. I think it was one year when Nurse was coaching the team that actually you know he threw some different looks at it defensively. He had a different starting five in the second half than the first half. He was like playing some matchups. So. I don't know that we'll get anything like that. I would year. love to see like a zone defense all of a sudden just yeah. get thrown out there in the middle of an all-star game just to see what happens. Or like somebody yeah. take a really hard foul. Like the 80s, you know, when basketball was real. I mean, I not to be the back-in-my-day guy, but I remember growing up in the 90s, they used to at least sort of like play a normal game, right? And I don't know if you've watched any of the old all-star games. Like, I don't know when it turned into this thing of like everyone was too cool to even give any sort of effort on defense and they all just watch each other dunk. I know nobody wants to get hurt. And there was a year, I think, was it Kobe got hurt by Wade one year? Wade, I think, hurt somebody like 10 years ago. So, I don't know. It's become pretty unwatchable, though. I'm not going to watch probably much of this. Yeah, it's the same thing with all these All-Star guys. I mean, actually, I shouldn't say all of them because I don't really watch the – I haven't really watched the NHL All-Star competition, I guess you want to call it now. But, I mean, all these All-Star games are kind of going that way where it's not really anything. It's kind of Baseball, they actually play. Baseball, they they pitch and they, you know – nobody wants to go out there and give up nine runs. Baseball, it's usually like a two-to-one game. So baseball is a legitimate game. Yeah, I guess they try in baseball. Do they really, though? We really, really topping out like uh, 100 miles an hour and pitching with all the velo that you got. I think so. I think it's, first of all, I think it's an honor for those guys because I usually bet the under. And I think, you know, you get a lot of starters who only have to, you know, usually pitch six innings, 100 pitches. They only throw one inning. They come in and, you know, nobody wants to get embarrassed. It's the only game on. You don't want to be the one guy that gave up four or five runs. It's also, to your point, we are pretty close still, right, to it mattering in baseball, the All Star game. Right. So there's probably still like that. that uh, Let's check into the Major League Baseball All Star game like 10 years from now. And see how that goes. Because after like 10, 15 years of it not really mattering, it might tar- start to take a little bit more of the shape of some of these other all-star games. True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it never really made sense that they played for home field advantage in the baseball one, but at least made the game. It's like putting a bet on the game. It makes it more interesting. All right. So under 236 and a half. We're in. Sorry, I'm, we're I'm in. moving around because I'm looking at uh, this putt that uh, Rom has. Ooh, just singed the edge there. Uh, so that was a, uh, I think it was a birdie opportunity for Rom that is going to go by the wayside. But we'll keep, give you an official score update. But that was uh, that what was a the live odds. Uh, let's see. I'll tell you right now. It's, it's got to it be the two guys in the mix. Is just the two. No, like you. So when we were when we were looking at it, there are some guys that are about two strokes back that have an outside shot at getting into this thing. So right now he's a dollar sixty five. Homa's plus two sixty. Patrick Cantlay's at eight fifty, and Keith Mitchell's at twelve to one. The score for those guys: Rom's at fifteen under, one stroke lead over Homa, who's fourteen, and then Cantlay and Mitchell are both at twelve under. So, and we're watching Mitchell right now. I'd say he's got about a six foot putt for par, or excuse me, for birdie right here. So he can move what's to the bet? If I had nothing here. in pocket, what's a good bet out of those numbers? Uh, I'd say you're probably looking at one of these guys at 12 under, although Mitchell's got a birdie opportunity. So that thing's going to shrink here. But I think you're looking at some of these guys on the outside. Rom does not look okay. very happy. So keep an eye on this one. Let's see. Mitchell, birdie putt. Oh, man, rims out. That's tough. Mitchell had a birdie putt that was going to put him at 13 under. Not the case. He's going to hit this for par. All right. We'll come back, give you score updates and live updates on the Genesis as we're in the final round. And it's starting to get interesting. We'll also tell you what's happening in the world of college hoops, too, as uh, NC State fighting for Will Hill. They're fighting for him. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Attention BetMGM customers, if you got a friend who loves sports as much as you do, there's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up, makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager settled, you receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM. Get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager all promotions. Subject to qualifications, eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as now withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire 30 days. Permissions, gambling problem. Call 100 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. All right, Will. You're talking about an in-game opportunity here. What's uh, what's shaking, my friend? Yeah, NC State. NC State's up seven. We got like four and a half, four forty-five left. You get a live total one forty-six. I would go over here. I just think North Carolina is going to be a situation where they have to score quickly, uh, and you know NC State started to heat up a little bit offensively. And once you get down to the two, three minute mark, if you're still down seven, you're going to have to start to foul eventually. So I, I think the pace will pick up here. I would probably look at it over here. I think it's a good play. All right. I like it. And keep an eye on that as we are closing it out here on Live Bet Sunday. And uh, the rest of the day, what we got? Jeff Parles, Ben Wilson, and Danny Burke. We got the trio a little bit. Uh, oh, Jared, Jared Smith and Jer- uh, Jeff Parles. Excuse me. I oh, I got to tell Jeff Parles and Ben Wilson thanks for that Missouri performance yesterday. That was really nice. Uh, that egg they laid against uh, Texas A&M, man. That, uh, that, Elliot, that would you like to answer for that? I mean, come on. Let's go. What are we doing here? No excuses. <laughs> a, uh, a quick update. So that uh, putt that John Rom missed was for birdie um, to officially give you the score. So Rom still holding strong, 15 under par, a one-stroke lead over Max Homa. Homa's at 14, can't lay at 12 under. Keith Mitchell, for those who are just joining us, had a birdie putt of about six feet, maybe even less, uh, just, just rim out. It was pretty tough there. So he remains at 12 under, could have gotten himself to 13 under and two strokes back. Rom as well, by the way, should note that putt that he missed just singed the edge. He was on his way potentially to a birdie and a 16 underscore, but not the case. So Homa teeing off right now on seven. Give you an update on uh, how he is going to fare in the last couple of minutes. Looks like he is in the fairway, although that thing is rolling. So keep an eye on it. All right, Will, rest of the day. Uh, let's go over some uh, of the other spots that you have on your card. I know we discussed this in the first hour, but for those who weren't with us uh, earlier in the day, this matchup, I want to make sure, because this doesn't start until a little bit later. We'll also get an update on uh, Kendrick Davis if we do have one, too, before we get out of here. Uh, Nebraska. Has this game? This game has not started yet, right? Yeah, no. Nebraska later today. That's at 2 o'clock. I'll walk us through this as Nebraska's catching 4.5, total 136 at home against Maryland. Yeah, to me, Maryland's a play-on team at home. They're a fade on the road. I took them against Maryland at home, against Purdue. They won it comfortably. I, I had this this spot kind of circled all weekend where thought after beating Purdue, their number would be a little bit inflated. The four and a half, I, boy, 
you know, chop around, see if he can get a five. I did play a little better number. I hate to, you know, pass post that. But to me, mm-hmm. Nebraska is a good bet uh, here. Just look, Maryland laying points on the road. These big 10 teams, it's just it's hard to win on the road. So I'll take the points here with Nebraska. Uh, the number should be on the move. Last couple of minutes, we did get an official word. Kendrick Davis not in the starting lineup for Memphis. Looking at, uh, we're still just 14s across the board. There's a 14 and a half out there, but it does look like uh, there is going to be no Kendrick Davis. I guess you could maybe make the argument there's no official word that he's out. He is warming up. Maybe he comes off the bench and we're just not getting official word. Whether that's the case, I don't think that would be. I would think that if he's not starting here, Will, that he is not playing. This has been a strange sort of 45 minutes with the information where he's definitely questionable. Now he's out, but he's warming up. I don't know what to make of it. If you told me for sure he's out, I take Houston, you know, first half full game. I think Houston runs him out of the gym. I think Memphis will turn the ball over like crazy without him. Uh, I mean, if he plays, he's obviously a hell of a player. He's a huge difference maker. So, this, uh, boy, it's a strange, strange sort of sequence here with the information. Right. Well, because to your point, so the way that this is being reported, he's not in the starting lineup. There is no word that he is out. Every single report is being worded as he is not in the starting lineup. It's an odd one. Yeah, that that's an odd one. You, you think it's either, you know, it, it's either or he's in or he's out. Why, why, you know, maybe this is just all gamesmanship. I'm not really sure. Yeah, well, and we see this all the time. We like we the, the thing that was annoying, like when we would do these live that Saturday shows throughout the college football season, it seemed like the coaches were doing this more this year. But the put the guy in full pads and have him warm up at quarterback, even right. though he's not going to play just so we could do. I don't even know for what reason you would do it. I get, like you said, I is it really gamesmanship? Is it really screwing things that much? If it's going to be the case, like the the whole thing that coaches think gives them an edge, I guess if it gives you a slight edge, it might be the case. But I don't see the, I don't understand what the benefit would be if he's available to not start him, but then bring him off the bench. So I'm going to assume he's not playing. I think Bama actually introduced Bryce Young in a game where he was out and said, oh my God, the crowd goes crazy. Bryce Young's in the starting lineup. And of course the backup played. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's funny. These coaches look for these little edge. Maybe there is something to it. Maybe we're the ones that are wrong, but I, think, I don't know. It's a little odd. No, you're right. There was that. I think it was either Adrian Martinez or KJ Jefferson, who also I think got an introduction one time and ultimately like <laughs> ended up not playing uh, in a game. And that was one where KJ Jefferson, I think that was the LSU game where they were messing yeah. around with it because they were at home in that one and it looked like he was maybe going to play and then all of a sudden like 10 minutes before it started everybody was like oh no no he's uh, he's out I don't know why you guys thought that and uh, we know the rest is history there and LSU actually did not end up covering that game even in the NFL it happened remember Herbert with the Jags where it's like oh it's only week three he's got broken ribs they'll probably sit him out then it was like an hour before the game it's like he's active it's like he's oh. active really and well, Allen, remember, Allen was another one too Josh yeah, well, Allen. that one because remember what happened in that game too was that the in-stadium scoreboard accidentally played a clip that it was going to be who is his backup I can't remember who the backup is for the Chargers everything is Dan- but, Chase Daniel yeah Chase Daniel thank you like the, that Chase Daniel like was up on the big screen so everybody freaked out and thought it was Herbert or they, Herbert wasn't going to play and that it was going to be Daniel and like yeah the the, uh, the shenanigans with who's starting and who's not are going to be great but Kendrick Davis it looks like is not going to play today uh, we'll get official word whether or not that's going to be the case but Houston right now is this is going to tip off in about nine minutes a 14 14 and a half point favorite and the total in the range of uh, we'll call it uh, 140 and a half consensus on the board right now all right of the games that we're going to see later today we talked about the Pac-12 matchup between Oregon and Washington State uh, Iowa and Northwestern I think a matchup that you were also invested in here too Iowa one and a half point favorite total of 145 and a half on the road I like Iowa. I just think uh, you look at their first meeting, tied at the half. Iowa put up 47 in the second half. That they're just a machine on offense. They look they struggle defensively. I don't know if they're good enough defensively to make a run in the tournament, but their their backcourt really takes care of the basketball. I think they're just such an efficient offense. I think this is a cheap price. I never feel great hitting submit on these bets with these you know short road favorites, uh, especially in the Big Ten. But I did take a little piece of Iowa here minus a point and a half. You know, one game we haven't hit on at all today, so we should. It's in the Big East. Did you make anything of this line move in Butler and Georgetown? This opened six and a half overnight. 139 was the total. It's down to four in a couple of spots, but four and a half is the predominant number. Um, Butler coming into this off of, uh, we'll call it a tough loss. After competing and winning against Xavier, Xavier, you think, hey, you know, yes, it's a road game against Villanova, but maybe you're starting to show a little bit of continuity. That's not really the case. They go, they lose by 12 at Villanova, and now they come back home to host Georgetown. 
Yeah, we saw this with uh, what was the game yesterday? It was Villanova Providence. Yes. Villanova got bet, bet, bet all the way from six, and it might have closed three and a half, four, and of course Providence ended up covering. So sometimes the sharp money it doesn't always get home. Uh, this feels like a case where hey, if you're betting Georgetown plus six, plus six and a half, I could buy it. You might be getting down to a situation where there's a little value on the home team. I would think. And Providence not only covered and like won, they won comfortably. There was never really yeah. a game that you thought that Villanova, uh, not that by any, they lost eighty five seventy two. But that was one where Providence comfortably handled Villanova yesterday. So I thought that was interesting because, to your point, the market moved pretty strongly, uh, but ultimately not the case uh, at all for that one. Other mid-major matchups uh, that are later today, I know that you are, let's see, SIU, that one is already Down underway, right? Yeah. Down two at the half. Okay. All right. Southern Illinois 26-24, Bradley up on top, and that MVC matchup at the break. Quick update for you before uh, we get out of here. In the last 90 or so, John Rahm back up to a $2.25 favorite uh, in this one. Again, got bottomed out at about like $1.65. Home was plus $2.40. And then uh, the others, Cantlay, Keith Mitchell. Uh, the gap is starting to grow between the top two and the rest of this uh, field as they are losing ground in um, this tournament over at the Genesis right now. Homa, again, still at the same score and everything. But uh, as you're kind of getting toward the back nine, you're going to start to see these odds grow in favor of Rahm and Homa and everybody else get left by the wayside. And that's been the case. Cantley now 20 to 1, Mitchell at 40 to 1, and then the rest are 80 to 1 or higher for the, uh, the Genesis. Will, it was a fun weekend, buddy. Thanks a lot for your help, huh? JVT, appreciate it, man. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. It, you know, three hours really does kind of go by quickly. You uh, you put up with me. Are we doing this again next weekend? Um, that would be a question for the other powers that be. I won't be here next okay. weekend. I uh, okay. I have the unfortunate. No, I, I love being a dad. Uh, I got to go out of town. I got to take the kid. I got to spend money. I got to burn money and bring him to uh, the brand new Super Mario or Nintendo Land over at Universal Studios, whatever it is. So I'll be out. That's right. You got some, you got some time off. You got some load management. I guess I got time off, but it's still kind of work. You know what I mean? Right. Especially when you're burning some cash and going. It's, it's going to be opening week, dude. It's going to be absolutely brutal. So uh, pray for me. I'll tell you that much. Uh, all right. Follow Will up on Twitter at not the Will Hill. Get all the insight there. And, of course, uh, hits throughout the entire week. VEASAN.com, too. Make sure, by the way, speaking of VEASAN.com, you keep it there. Adam Burke's been doing a great job with these daily college basketball write-ups, much like I do the daily NBA write-ups. We've got a ton of great content, too, including a new podcast to the lineup of your college basketball head and need to get into the season. Our new college basketball betting podcast with Burke, Tim Murray, and Matt Humans and others is already live, so make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe. Till then, the guys will take you the rest of the way here on Live Bet Sunday. Good luck, everybody. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.